Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Sarah Michelle Galleroff, Buffy the together a pop culture academic symposium we are the pop culture professors you know that's true we're smart people talking dumb topics and that's me i'm caitlin and Bitsagai. it's me lauren brickman and there's just some fun facts about us we've both taught courses at the college mm-hmm. level one of us today it's not me <laughs> and we both have master's degrees which you'll find an interesting fact as we move along this episode it is astonishing uh but today we are here to be the professors of pop culture as we said meaning that we are here to educate the masses on the most important issues facing the world today culturally speaking and uh let's kick off today by helping our at-home students wrap their heads around the culture of standum caitlin what are you currently standing you know, I have a big one and an important one this week. Uh, I am, you know, I am a pop culture mm-hmm. professor, but I did grow up a huge sports mm. fan and a huge basketball fan. And I I really owe all of my standom to basketball. I feel like people ask me, how do you remember so much about shows? How, how, how do you know this obscure knowledge? And it really is from watching sports and learning all of those mm. details. But much more importantly, I uh, want to stand in standing solidarity, I don't know, with uh, the NBA, the WNBA, and all the athletes uh, these past couple weeks that have been striking in solidarity with Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter, uh, specifically the Bucks, the WNBA, Naomi Osaka, uh, even the MLB got in, which <laughs> who knew? So that's why you got to start a movement, people, because you never know where it might go. Baseball players are getting involved and that's you know it's getting big uh so i just want to say complete support of them i love them and thank yeah, you i love that i i knew you were a sports fan but i didn't know that you considered like sports your original teacher for stand-up that's news to me i i mean it would have to be i mean growing up in my house i mean that could be a whole episode that you learned no i would not to, but it would be a great topic for you to have a guest host on yeah and a guest mm-hmm. listener i would have it would be the fu- it would be really fun because it would you could do or say anything and i would never find out wow so it- okay <laughs> challenge accepted but what are you saying you know Lauren? if you listen to the theme song we say there's no guilty pleasures but i have to say i'm feeling Uh-oh. a little guilty especially after hearing your stand of the week like yours is really thoughtful and it and and you're like 
I don't know, but I'm going to say I feel dumb. I feel like I know we talk dumb topics, but this is maybe the dumbest thing I've ever said on the show. Oh, no, no. I you haven't heard it yet. I am all in on The Good Witch on Netflix. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be this person, but it is who I am. Which one is The Good Witch? (gasps) It's the... It's the Hallmark Channel spinoff of the movie series, The Good Witch. They turned it into a TV show, and it's about a good witch. <laughs> well, I guess I, I have guessed that much. <laughs> it really is all in the title. <laughs> it's it's maybe the most basic thing, and, and that is saying something, because I don't get... Every time I think I've gotten to the the basement floor of basic i find out there's another lower level i can sink to and that's where i'm at right now or or another attic you can rise to you know it just depends on how we want to look at it i feel like my stand of the week is more of a confession i feel like it's that's that's but i have to be honest with you i watched five seasons in a very short amount of time Wait, Lauren, no, but I don't understand what your timeline is because I know that you have an extremely busy work life. You're always doing creative things outside of the things we do together. And I see you many hours of the week. So I just don't understand where five seasons of The Good Witch came in. Well, I, you know, there are hours of the day that you are with your husband. I don't have one of those. I don't think there's five seasons of The Good Witch long. Okay. Well, maybe I am also a witch, but I use my powers for evil. That's what I was getting to. Thank you for Well, you know it. who never uses their powers for evil? Today's guest. They are, Today's guest is just goodness personified. And I I am so delighted to have today's guest. I, I, I'm, so, I'm beside myself with joy. You're going insane. Please welcome James the Third. Oh, hello. (laughs) I've definitely used my powers for evil. I gotta be. You could look me in the eyes and tell me that you committed war crimes and I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. Nothing quite that. (laughs) Nothing quite that far. That's her baseline for for evil is actual war crime. War crimes or your or nothing. No. Uh but James, I'm I am absolutely beside myself giddy because not only are you just a gosh darn delight, but today's topic is it's a doozy and it's one that we literally couldn't do with anyone else. We're um, talking dinosaurs. Very exciting. Dinosaurs. To be here. Yes. <laughs> it's all I've ever wanted to talk about. I don't know that we've ever done a topic that is just <laughs> A topic. <laughs> we usually talk about a show, a celebrity, but we're talking about something that you could, it's a. It's not a proper noun, it's a lowercase word, <laughs> dinosaurs. Uh, but dinosaurs are just, there's so much to be said, and honestly, like, it, I, I feel the burden of trying to condense it to one episode. This feels like it needs to be its own spinoff series. It's oh, going yeah. every which way. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> But, you know, James, we always like to share with our listeners sort of our credentials, uh, why we feel like we have the authority to speak on this topic. And, you know, Caitlin, Caitlin and I have a joint one this week. We Mm -hmm. were actually uh, guests on another podcast. Friend of the show, Brett White, has a show called Must Have Seen TV, in which we discuss the classic episode of ABC's Dinosaurs, The Golden Child. So... That's our credential. What are what are your dinosaur creds? I mean, I uh, 
can recite Jurassic Park word for word um, just <laughs> without I, – I don't need the movie playing. <laughs> like I can I can do the whole movie right now. If we had time – I mean, how much – how long does this podcast go? Well, you like, how does two, it start? Two and a half usually, hours? Yeah, it's usually two and a half hours and then commentary. Okay. <laughs> because I can, you know, I could, I can do that. Um, I've seen all of those movies a million times. Um, Jurassic Park being in my veins is my, is my predominant credential. Um, mm-hmm. uh, among like, you know, sort of every, uh, every like major holiday of my childhood, I tried to spend like with a dinosaur, like say at the Museum of Natural History or what have you. Like I... They're very important to me. So Christmas with the dinosaurs. Yes, Christmas with dinosaurs. Um, (laughs) Halloween with dinosaurs. I when I was in middle no when I was in elementary school I was a paleontologist and I (gasps) wore a (laughs) for Halloween and I and I wore a. No, uh, no, just in fourth grade you were. I just was a paleontologist. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I uh, worked in Montana and uh no, but uh <laughs> I my costume was a doctor's coat because they're doctors, you know, they're yeah. like <laughs> and uh and then I walked around with a with a toy dinosaur and that was my that was how people knew that I was a paleontologist, you know. Wait, I have to know, have you, do you have the pitch deck ready for fourth grade paleontologist? Cause... Um, uh, yes, it's right here. Um, <laughs> Cause that's a... it's, it, I have it available. I'll send it to you. Um, <laughs> I, Hollywood, please. Fourth grade paleontologist. Um, it's about a boy who <laughs> is struck by lightning and is suddenly imbued with the powers <gasps> of a paleontologist. <laughs> Um, and it's just like a lot of studying, yeah, <laughs> right. The ability to learn all of those names. Now, I have to ask you, I don't think we're going to hit this later in the episode. How, how do you feel about Ross from Friends? <laughs> how do I feel about Ross from Friends? That's, well, that's yeah. paleontologist representation, right? Little, right, I that there are in comedy. I, you know, I think it's good that to, to have to have people like that sort of in uh like in the zeitgeist that this sort of exists that like you mm-hmm. know it can kind of be like the the anecdote is like oh he's a <laughs> he is a paleontologist like you know like it can yeah. kind of be like an ancillary element to you know this sort of major uh milestone in 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 television you know mm-hmm. um uh but i just think that you know the real work is out in the field and he spent so much time, you know, in that at apartment and at Central yeah. Park. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if yeah. there, I'm curious if you could go back and take any TV character and change their career to make them a paleontologist, who would you most want to wow. turn into a paleontologist? Any, I can pick yeah. anybody. You can pay, yeah, you, you can, can go- choose Batman. I know. That was my, my first thought was Batman, like a detect, like a detective vigilante. Like, that would be amazing. And, like, and I'm also a paleontologist. <laughs> Because we almost never see Batman like at like in his day job. We always see him as Batman. But like it would be great if every time we cut to him like at Wayne Enterprises, he's actually just digging up <laughs> a like skeleton <laughs> of something. And he's, well, like, he's a wealthy man. He yeah. should be going to museum benefits. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Wow, I'm sold. I think that one makes perfect sense. <laughs> All right. Well, another pitch. We got two shows sold so far. <laughs> 
Go right home. We got two green lights. <laughs> so I think on that note, we should play a real game. Um, this is uh, called Name the Dino Song Movie. So oh. we're going to play a song, and you're going to tell us the movie that it's from. We'll see. <laughs> see no, how well this goes. You're going to tell us, or we won't move on. <laughs> we'll never reveal the answer. <laughs> Let's hear song number one. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that's Jurassic Park. The theme, yeah. the theme of Jurassic Park. Okay, because you never know. There's, and there's I, a lot I, of. I, I have to here reveal a secret credit that I have, uh, <laughs> which is in sixth grade I could play this on viola. Yes. Oh! <laughs> Wait, Kate. Have we ever talked about the fact that we both played viola in middle school? No. <laughs> I mean, I could have assumed. <laughs> I only really could. The only songs you would recognize were this and Do You Hear What I Hear. <laughs> I got into viola so that I could get out of P.E. And I was always stuck in second chair. And the, and the orchestra director wrote to my parents and were like, if she would practice, she'd be good. And I'm like, I'm just here to get out of P.E. <laughs> well, I was just there to play the Jurassic Park theme song. I love that. The love Jurassic that. Park theme song was played when we were announced um, husband and wife at my wedding. <gasps> but I it was on violin, it. though. So um, it's not the not same. Not as cool wow. as viola, but... Uh, <laughs> Close. Uh, you could have called us, and if we'd have practiced for about three years. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. it. It's a beautiful score. It does. It oh, gets yeah. kind of overlooked I mean, among it, all of the Spielberg scores. It's uh, it's really a tragedy, because my friend the Brachiosaurus is an exceptional song. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever people are. Not enough people know and love that John Williams classic, My Friend the the Brachiosaurus. <laughs> All right. He's got a big catalog. <laughs> this is definitely, though, the end of my dinosaur song knowledge. So we'll see how well these next few. All right. All right. <laughs> On that note, let's hear number two. Because only love can see the path set you okay. free. Just close your eyes, look inside. Let your heart believe I'm, I'm gonna have to say just because of the era is it is it the land before time <laughs> no great and bold guess yeah the thing that... is this your you showed your work which we always love it did sound very 80s yeah <laughs> it's from the year 2000 no way <laughs> Dinosaurs. Okay. Just dinosaur. Dinosaur. Yeah. Okay. And it's something only love can do by Jackie Chung. Wow. Is that do you know if that song is that song featured in the movie? Do one of the dinosaurs sing? Okay. But it seemed to be a huge deal that he he's a very popular artist in Asia, so he he did it in three languages. <laughs> they really were sure this was gonna be a hit. I want to say it was maybe a credit song if i remember correctly yeah, yeah. i think it's that kind of thing yeah, yeah. That makes sense yeah all right well this next one i i feel like you're gonna get the next one real easy that's my guess all right well all of my guesses from now on are the land before time so. 
is Walk the Dinosaur from? <laughs> Where is Walk the Dinosaur from? This is my favorite song. Um, <laughs> just so that everyone's clear, this is my favorite song. I'm going to go with uh, We're Back a Dinosaur Story. <laughs> So it has a complicated recording history. <laughs> it is originally by the band, I think they're just called, <laughs> uh, excuse me, they are called Was Not Was. Um, and that was in the 80s, just recorded, and it charted, and it did okay. Then this version that we just heard by George Clinton was featured in two movies of our Stop youth. Stop this. The Flintstones. No! <laughs> and Super Mario Brothers, the movie, okay. the next year. Why? <laughs> oh, because King Koopa and the, they're all yeah, dinosaurs. But, and But imagine you're in the, you're like the music supervisor and you're like, Flintstones just used it last year. And you're like, we need it. But also, we gotta have it. was that in Flintstones or was that on the Flintstones soundtrack? Because the thing I remember, I remember like the B-52s. Yeah. You know, they had like two songs in the Flintstones movie, and they were like, they're in the movie. <laughs> like, I feel you. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I don't remember. <laughs> I there were the 90s started the thing of like, we're just gonna have songs on the soundtrack. Like, don't worry about it if it was in the movie or not. <laughs> but I will say, when this song came on during Super Mario Brothers, was a hard watch for me as a kid. It was not what I signed up for. It was not what I delivered. But when this song came on, I lost my mind like this was the best part of that movie going experience i wow it was huge okay wait so this is watch. it is in the like they like kick it to yes yes in the middle in the okay yeah there's Excellent. like a big scene <laughs> super mario, in super mario brothers. brothers i'm not sure about the yeah in stuff. super mario brothers they definitely kick it on screen in wow. a very confusing film that as a child i was like these are not my mario brothers what are we doing <laughs> Yeah. I see what yeah. you're saying. But on okay. rewatch, it's it's to be revered. I think. Is it? I got to go back I to think. it. I haven't gone back to it. I was just so mad as a kid yeah. that I haven't rewatched. <laughs> I haven't. Were you a fan of the live action show? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, I was. I was. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it wasn't it wasn't Lauren that it was disturbing to you to see them live action. It was it was a storyline. It, it was a story. It wasn't what I signed up for. It wasn't what I had. It wasn't what I had been dreaming of. <laughs> oh, you mean it wasn't the one you had written mm -hmm. that was under your bed mm -hmm. and that you? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they didn't consult me first before they started production, so I was pissed. <laughs> that seems weird because they consulted a lot of elementary students in Oklahoma. I think they did. <laughs> yeah, they were like, she needs to study. Yeah. <laughs> well, James, I think you did well. You know, you basically I got, got one out of <laughs> you got one full, one half, and one where you showed your yeah. work. So we're gonna say two out of three. Oh wow! Which one did and I on... get half on? <laughs> well, because get... you said walk the dinosaur, but you didn't know the movies. <laughs> so actually, maybe that's a. They thing. say walk the dinosaur in the song, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> you clearly don't run a lot of these quizzes because we. <laughs> We've we've seen a lot of people hear direct lyrics and not be able to repeat them. So. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, you are above average student. Excellent. <laughs> I'll take it. I, I like I like points. All right. While we tally the points for official scores, we're going to take a quick break. Together. Are you ready to shop? 
Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I, we checked it out. Uh, James got a, a 2.1 out of 3. <laughs> it's the official Olympics. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yep, yep. Wow. Um, so I want to present to you guys a thesis today uh, about dinosaurs. A- and it's it's... Not it, it's a want, you know. It's my, mm-hmm. it's my first song in my Broadway show. It's it's my want song. It's just that I want to be friends with a dinosaur. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. And I'm I'm older than than both of you, I believe. And I, I I remember a world without Jurassic Park. And it, I remember Jurassic Park coming out, and it was like, wow, we're gonna have our own ET, like our generation. This is gonna be amazing. But I'd already been around the block a bit. I already had my idea of what I loved about dinosaurs. And in a way, Jurassic Park was troubling because I was like, um, they're not even friends with the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> like, they go to that park. I love the idea of that park. But there's conflict. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> so I thought, you know, how did I get there? Um, I had a poster growing up. First of all, I had a very, very gendered bedroom growing up. It was pink walls, different pink and purple stripes, and a pink canopy bed. It was outrageous. But I decorated it with dinosaurs, which are really kind of the most gender neutral of kids' obsessions, I think. But I specifically had a poster that I loved. My most prized item of childhood decor was a rock band made up of dinosaurs and it said rock till extinction. And, you know, I try to keep that ethos going in my everyday life. We're we're all just out here trying to rock till extinction. I think that's something about it is like, 
for kids, it's like the dinosaurs' time had ended, and ours was just beginning. So we were taking a torch from them. So I thought, like, what is my movie? Why did I care about dinosaurs? And then I remember the amazing 1985 film, Baby, Secret of a Lost Legend. Do either of you know this film? I don't. I, I vaguely remember it. So it also is like an action comedy that stars a woman, which is quite unusual. Uh, it stars Sean mm-hmm. Young of Blade Runner and later uh, a now controversial and, and curious part in Ace Ventura uh, as a paleontologist. James is on board. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She goes to Africa with her husband. She has a husband, but he's just like the tag along. It's interesting. And she discovers a family of brontosaurus. Now, there are some, I would say, weird and problematic issues with the depiction of Africa (laughs) in this film. (laughs) Uh, I thought about pulling one clip and then just decided against if... (laughs) (laughs) It basically involves... You know, again, I said it's a female lead. She's a comedy action hero, Mm -hmm. so she does some zany things. And uh, if you don't know, Sean Young is white, an American, and her husband is played by a white American actor, and he is a little exasperated with the way she's behaving, again, and he asks an African uh, male how he would deal with it, and... um, the answer is violence that's presented in a comedic way. And it, it, there's things along the yes. way that are, are not cool at all like that. But they also, again, like I'd like to say, find dinosaurs. And that's pretty cool. <laughs> and specifically, they find Baby, who's the baby dinosaur that they love. And they have to get them out to help prove to science that dinosaurs are still real and you're like well not going to be any problems except there is because there's another evil doctor uh yeah there's an evil doctor friends dr oh, kiviet no. <laughs> and it's one of those bad guys that is just motivated by just i am evil <laughs> just like i want to kill dinosaurs i want to kill the people involved I want to ruin everything. Like, there's some vague reason of, like, I'll get gold, but it doesn't make any sense. He's willing to do anything. Here's a weird part I certainly didn't remember. His, like, henchman assistant butler is played by Julian Fellows, the creator of Downton Abbey and winner of Best Screenplay for Gosford Park. Did not know he was an actor. Didn't know he was doing such iconic films as Baby, <laughs> Secret of the Lost Legend. Uh, if I had his career, wow, I wouldn't stop talking about it. Mainly this part. <laughs> so I watched this movie all the time as a kid. And there were also a lot in the late 80s that were like kids documentaries about about dinosaurs there's like a big one that christopher yeah. reeve narrated there's a few others that were just like dinosaurs felt like a secret knowledge that we had that we passed around that was like do you guys know about like the stegosaurus it's pretty cool um so i just felt <sighs> this connection to dinosaurs and i think like in a way, because they're, you see them being exploited by adults, maybe that's something kids feel 
connected to them again in fiction and by cavemen of you know the walk the dinosaur original video and then of course we have dinosaurs the television show and this was just like yeah and lauren feel free to so inter- interject and, and anyone of course mm-hmm. but this show just took it to the next level we were like here's our yeah. family we love it's a sitcom and these are just the dang cutest dinosaurs we've ever seen in our life James, were you? Yeah, a, were, I mean, and they were there. They came. They came into our home yes. every week, and they were our. They were, they were our yes. best friends for sure. And yeah. baby, not the mama. I mean, mm-hmm. I think kids mm-hmm. are still saying not the mama, and they don't know why. Yeah, they don't. It's it's in. It's just in the bones of children these days. They know to be upset when. Daddy's there and not he's not the mama. You yeah, know? just gotta let him know. They don't need to and know why. I yeah. I have very like very clear memories of gathering all of my dolls and setting setting them up to watch dinosaurs with me and like pretending I was baby and then like just for the rest of the night after watching dinosaurs, only saying not the I mama. I remember this has just occurred to me, but in the early days of my improv career if you will when you had to make a facebook event for your like 301 show i was always that mm-hmm. girl that would do that and i would always just use images from dinosaurs <laughs> 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 it had nothing to do with improv but it would just be like this is gonna be funny so <laughs> and i think my other classmates were like wow she's gonna stick around here for a long time um so that was the joyful side of dinosaurs that i loved and while i liked jurassic park i was always like something's missing and unfortunately yeah. and, and i think it's just like the legacy of dinosaurs has been more in the vein of jurassic park and i realized mm-hmm. why that is and i realized who ruined friendly dinosaurs and it's Uh-oh. barney yeah what? I think yeah. we've never returned to a friendly dinosaur because people hate barney so much if you don't remember, the mm-hmm. backlash to Barney was unlike anything I've seen before or after. As far as children's programming, adults just couldn't be like, this is just for kids. Barney was hated on in, I think, a unique way. And it's through no fault of Barney. I'm not blaming Barney. I'm not blaming Baby Bop. I'm not blaming the – I mean, the- Bar- Barney had an empire, you know. So, like, Barney – like no, like, even though, you know, Barney took a lot of hits – Barney was on, you know, there was like 15 different Barney Absolutely. shows, you know, and like, you know, the money was really, it was rolling in. Like, like Barney is okay. Yeah, I'm not but, hating on Barney, but the legacy of Barney, I think it did tarnish the friendly dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, as Lauren and I know, as readers of Jessica Simpson's book, she did take acting classes with Chuck Norris and her scene partner was Barney. Um, yeah. I don't have anything wow. to add to that other than that fact keeps me going in the darkest times of this <laughs> pandemic um so i you know i just I, i'm far too old for barney i do remember it from little cousins but uh you know i hope i hope barney does i hope barney's a light in the dark for the generation z that that grew up with it and i hope they can reach for friendlier dinosaurs in the future <sighs> yeah i mean what something that excites me in terms of jurassic parks changing of 
you know, dinosaurs being friendly. They have introduced friend dinosaurs into okay, that great. franchise. Okay, great. And so, I love to hear you it. know, being able to be attached to, you know, we now have, you know, the, 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 the famous moment at the end of the first Jurassic Park when the T-Rex saves um, the, the, you know, saves the paleontologists and, you know, everyone from, from the raptors at the end, you know, Mama Rex is now True. a friend, you know, now in this, in this sort of, in this new, in, in the, in the, in the new Jurassic world, uh, you know, Mama Rex is now a friend and we have Blue, which is a, a philosopher who is very good friends with Chris Pratt. And okay. so, you know, because... Because you know, but they they both still will eat someone. You know, they still Jesus. will fully. You know, they'll disembowel you. They'll they'll rip you in half. They'll. But they, you know, it just it does sort of seem like we're going in a new direction with you know realistic appearing dinosaurs that you can that you might be able to cuddle with or that you might be able to be yeah, good friends I, I, with. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. You know, I think that I'll feel better when a dinosaur hosts SNL. Okay. And 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 I would love to see that as okay, well, great. you know. Like we don't have it's it's you know, I don't know what kind of range a dinosaur even has, you know. Like do all of the sketches have to do with the I fact mean, James, that they're a dinosaur? I mean, you know there's been worse hosts <laughs> than whatever the first dinosaur is going to be. There definitely have been worse hosts than than what, whoever they end up getting. Because the first dinosaur is going to have to be exceptional. It's going to have to be like baby yes. level. <gasps> the baby hosting SNL. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I would watch. Would watch. I'm curious, James. Of like, where do where do your like tastes lie? Would you rather have a friendly dinosaur, or do you want it to be a realistic dinosaur? <laughs> like, what's your preference? So, so thank you so much for asking this question because I think it's a great question. I, you know, I was a I was a Barney fan. Same. Like, I was a fan That's of great. Barney. Um, I also participated, though, in the jeers and, you know, and in the sort of backlash <gasps> against Barney because wow. you yeah. sort of have to, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, you have to keep up appearances mm-hmm. and you have to sort of, of move with where, uh, you know, where trends are going. But, um, you know, I think, I think I am a fan of, I'm a fan of like, a, if there was like a realistic dinosaur that was like a dog, wow. you know what I mean? You know, like in, you know, this isn't a dinosaur, you know, so not to, not to go too far outside, but in uh, the How to Train Your Dragon series, right. oh, yeah. uh, Toothless is, you know, basically just becomes like a dog or a cat, depending on your perception. <laughs> and, um, you know, like that would be really cool, you know, if, yeah. if if it's like it, oh, it's super realistic, but it's but its behavior is fully like a, you know it's golden retriever all the way or something. Do you think that's because like in the in that like dream scenario, is it because your bond to the animal is so strong? Ooh. It it. It, yeah, yeah, you know, because it's like you know, so you know, if you have a like, I was a I was a dog person mm-hmm. growing up. Now I kind of I can pick and choose, but <laughs> growing up I was very much dog person and like. Your dog is like your ride or die. Yeah. You know, it's there with you. But you know that like if something goes down, the dog might it could take off someone's ear or something. You yeah. Know? Um, and like, yeah, the bond having a close bond with the with the animal and having it be like me knowing like in a different scenario, 
it would be chomping someone's head off or chomping my head off even. But no, we're we're cool. It's cool kinda with me. Kind of like a kind of yeah. like a Wookiee I, I, in a way. A Chewbacca. Yeah, exactly. Your Han Solo. Exactly like a Wookiee. <laughs> exactly. If if I could just pal around with a raptor, that would be amazing. And you know, and like the the realistic like chicken sized raptor. They don't have to be the giant ones that are in. Jurassic Park, they can be the sort of, it can be a real, you know, like a tiny one, like a real sized one, you know, just sort of Absolutely. hanging out with me. I think we just stumbled upon our third pitch of the series. Found <laughs> a buddy, like a, a buddy comedy between James and his his pal, Dino. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's, I mean, I got to get these decks out, so. <laughs> it's it's still Hollywood, early in LA. Where, where are you? You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well, thank I'm, you guys. You, you've made me feel yeah. less alone in this world. If if I don't have Dino friends, at least I have you guys. Yeah, I, you know, I I love it. You know, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break because I do need uh, the the claim that you're too old to have been a Barney stan is un is is unsettling me. So I got to show Caitlin a few key Barney clips real fast, and then we'll be right back. back and we're going to jump into playing another game. Uh I'm I am very excited about this game because James, I trust your taste and your opinions on this topic more than many maybe anyone else in the world. Oh, um wow. Now you may you may not be aware but it is canon on this show uh thanks to uh Tutor Lauren Lapkus who was on the show talking animation with us. You know, we have said that cartoons are capable of being sexy like we have proven that it's it's science it is fact however just because cartoons can be hot doesn't mean they are all hot right just like humans there's scales um and so (laughs) inspired by my a 90s classic clueless i i want to play a game called is barney a baldwin (laughs) <laughs> and in this game, uh, I'm going to present to you some famous dinosaurs, and you're going to tell me if these dinosaurs are hot or not. Is this a Baldwin or a Dino? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So the first, the first dinosaur I need to know where they land on the hotness scale. Godzilla is Godzilla sexy? Oh, I mean, Godzilla is definitely a Baldwin. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Wanted to make sure I was doing it right. I agree. I, I mean, Godzilla. I mean, and and honestly, you know, because there are so many different uh, takes on Godzilla now at this mm-hmm. point. I I I like all of them. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of of every design. I mean, you know, they try to they're trying to get as close to what the original sort of like you know like foam suit. <laughs> design. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I think Godzilla is. Yeah, Godzilla can get it for sure. Uh, all you right, you have that toy, like the the kind of classic Godzilla toy that was also in the background of Roseanne. Like they just had it for years. <laughs> I had that. It I, was like a not licensed. Just like here's kind of this guy. Yeah, a good friend had it, and I hang, hung out with him all the time. So. I, it feels like I had it as a kid, but I, I did Totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's another one for you. Rex from Toy Story. Wow. Is he hot 
Is he a Baldwin? Wow. Or a dino? I mean, here's the thing about Rex is Rex mm. is consistent. So Rex sort mm. of has a a look, a very consistent look that um, he maintains. You know, it's not the sort of ever-changing thing that sort of Godzilla has going um, for her or him, I guess, depending on who <laughs> you're talking to. Um, so I will, I will also say that Rex is a Baldwin. Wow. Yeah. Two yeah. for two here. Well, now, T-Rexes, we know, are very popular dinosaurs in cinema. So I got another one for you. What about Rex from We're Back? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rex from We're Back. Okay, so okay, so here's the thing about Rex from We're Back. You know, Rex from We're Back was um, was very excitable, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and like had a very sort of. Sometimes you were like put off by his attitude. Um, yeah. <laughs> But maybe I'm just very agreeable because I got to say Baldwin for Rex. I got to say, say definitely um, can get it as well. Uh, for anyone who doesn't remember, Rex from We're Back was voiced by John Goodman. Just putting okay, that yes. out there. Mm-hmm, Uh-oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. His, his fingerprints have been all over this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he's a, he's, he's, a, he's a dino fan. We're going to keep the T-Rex street going and we're gonna see if this t-rex is as sexy as the others but how what are your thoughts on theodore rex aka t-rex from the film of the same name yes theodore rex which i haven't seen but i've seen the poster Mm -hmm. honestly very um debonair like very Mm -hmm. um you know like almost like uh has a like a a very strong jaw and like mm-hmm. very sort of commanding presence. So I yeah. mean, I have to go with maybe I just love dinosaurs, but I have to go with Baldwin for for, for Theodore Rex for sure. Theodore Rex. <laughs> I mean, and a crazy movie. It's it's wild. Um, all right, this one. I, I don't know. I'm get, I I have thoughts, but I'm curious what yours are, and I'll believe whatever you say. <laughs> Yoshi from Mario Brothers? Okay. So so which Yoshi? Are we this one I have to be specific about. Now is it is it the cartoon animated Yoshi like from the video games or are we talking the sort of realistic take that they did in the Super Mario Bros film because you know I wasn't into that actually. I was like no, I need him to be the sort of uh, spherical, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah. So, um, uh, you, you <laughs> so... know what I'm going to say. Baldwin, all the way. for <laughs> <laughs> the video game. All right, all right. All right, we're almost to the end. Uh, you know, we got two more because I picked, I, I decided I had to have seven because, you know, seven deadly sins and that felt sexy. So we got two more <laughs> dinosaurs coming to you. Prickle, the dinosaur from Gumby? Okay. I don't even, I don't recall. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. I got to go with Dino on. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. First gotta, Dino. Yeah. I just, cause I would, I, cause I watched Gumby and was into Gumby, but I feel like if I don't remember the dinosaur on Gumby, then like, you know. You ain't hot. Yeah. Something was wrong with that dinosaur. Yeah. James the third. 
does not recall. Yeah. I yeah. I also didn't remember Prickle and was also a Gumby fan. And so I was like, I'm going to see if, if James remembers because I don't. Okay, I feel better. If you don't remember, I feel better. All right. This last one, there's a pretty obvious answer to me. And this might be the only one I'll fight you on. But I have a feeling we're going to be on the same side. <laughs> Robbie Sinclair from the TV show Dinosaurs. Okay, I mean, absolute bald win all the way. Right? I mean, come on, are you kidding? I want to. I wish I looked like him now. I, this is <laughs> this. I uh, come on. I had his poster on my wall. Was there ever a hotter dinosaur? No, and no. there will never no. be. I don't think. Not for me. No, I think my taste <sighs> in men is really rooted in Robbie Sinclair from Dinosaurs. Okay, what if they brought back a show that's Robbie? <gasps> he's he's what? He's 45 now. He's like single again. He's got like a 12-year-old. Yes. And he lives in the city. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. All right. Well, I'm excited. It, it seems like it's a resounding dinosaurs are hot. That's just yeah. what they are. Yeah. Right. And I'm looking they at Prickle and I'm like... Is that a dinosaur? Like, I'm, I don't even know, you know? And that's a great question because I also, I was unsure, but I Googled, I Googled it and some, some, (laughs) some light research. Oh, yes, I do remember Prickle. Uh, He's, he's a sweet gentleman. I don't know that he's hot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure that he's definable (laughs) by a category of species, is my feeling either. He feels to be something all of his own, but the internet told me he was a dinosaur. (laughs) He's a dino, but yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Um, All right. Well, I'm glad we're all smiling and having fun because I really, I really needed to break the tension before presenting my thesis today. Um, But before I get to my thesis, James, I would love your help for anyone. We've been talking about Jurassic Park quite a bit already on the show. But for anyone who is like, I honestly have never seen it. I don't remember it. In like 90 seconds or less, could you just sort of give us your, like, what is Jurassic Park? Yeah. So Jurassic Park is life. That's Mm -hmm. one. But then for the rest of it, (laughs) I'll just say, you know, a, a, a billionaire, um, uh, searching for something to do with his life, uh, funds the creation of dinosaurs, bringing dinosaurs back to life and putting them in a park for people to see. And um, because there's all these sort of insurance liabilities, he he hires some scientists to come and take a look at it, mm-hmm. and all hell breaks loose. The dinosaurs break out and 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 attack everyone. And the the scientists decide, like, hey, we're not going to endorse your park. And that's the that's the movie. That's the movie. Before I go on, I just want to say, obviously, up until this point, I've been very pro dinosaur. I love oh, no. I love I love a dinosaur movie. <laughs> I, you know, Land Before Time is my heart, is my soul. Okay. I'm not sure if I've ever seen wow. Jurassic Park start to finish. Wow. Now, I started this day when I woke up this morning, I thought that was because Jurassic Park was too scary. Like that in my memory was I was like, "Oh, I was scared of it." But as I sometimes do, I I I I went to my um my 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 oral librarian, which is my mom, and I reached out and I said, "Hey, mom, is it true that I never saw Jurassic Park as a kid because I was too scared?" And she had an alt take, and so today my thesis is that I've never become a Jurassic Park stan because of actor Richard Attenborough. Um, wow. 
And I'm going to back this up with some evidence. Uh, Kate, if you could play the, the voice memo my mom sent, I'd really appreciate okay, it. Okay, Lauren never wanted to go see Jurassic Park because, number one, she told me that the old man was too icky. And he was icky, icky, and she would go, eh, too icky. And then, I, then she said, and I also don't want to be the little girl. I don't want to be in the movie with her. And I told her she didn't have to. And she goes, you don't understand. I don't want to be her. And to this day, I don't understand what Lauren was talking about. But that's part of Lauren. <laughs> so, oh. Wow. Icon, Barbara Brickman. <laughs> so that's mom's take on what happened when Jurassic Park came out. Um, I... She first said this to me via text, and I said, hold on, what are you doing? Can I call you right now? And I was like, what do you mean? I said the old man was icky. And she goes, I don't know, Lauren. The commercial would come on, and you would just go, ick, ick, ick. And she, after she recorded her voice memo, I was like, follow-up question, what? And she was just like, I don't know. I think you thought he was creepy. I think you thought he was giving off, like, dirty old man vibes. And so I was like, was my did it was a, when I said I didn't want to be the little girl, was I afraid the old man was doing something to the little girl? She goes, I don't know, Lauren. All I know is you said he was icky and you didn't want to be the little girl, and nothing we said could convince you that if you saw the movie, <laughs> you wouldn't somehow become the little girl. Uh, so I realize this is a podcast and not therapy. Um, my question to you, James. Uh, I can't go back in time. I can't change the fact that as a child, I allowed Richard Attenborough to stop me from getting in. But like as an adult, as someone who loves being a part of standums, as someone who loves dinosaurs, is it too late for me to join you in the Jurassic Park standum? And it, it, it is absolutely never too late okay. to 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 wow. jump on board. It's it's never it's never too late. Um, now, if you if you still find Richard Attenborough creepy, I don't know uh, what to tell you. Okay, <laughs> but um, uh, I mean, you know, there is some some you know, John Hammond is supposed to be like a kind of uh, a maniacal sort of off. He's sort of off kilter a little bit. I mean, I don't think that that's how Richard Attenborough plays him, okay. but I do think that that is true to the character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so maybe you can sort of allow that to wash over you. Like when you see him go, oh yeah, he's supposed, you know, that this is, that feeling is supposed to be there, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it's never too late, you know, and the, there, there's, a, there's a sixth movie in the franchise coming out in a, in a year or so. I don't know actually when, but, <laughs> but you can, right. you know, yeah. it's never too late to, to catch up and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and see, you know, how, you know, how this last movie is going to affect you and, and, and do you think, would it, would it impact the enjoyability of the franchise if you were to say, I don't know, skip every scene that character is in? Yes. Um, uh, it won't make any sense, um, at all to you. Um, uh, he's very important to that first movie um, and so none of the rest of it will make sense if you fully miss everything. He literally has the they they throw in a scene in the first movie where he is explaining everything mm-hmm. 
that like how the park works and and like how they're able to bring dinosaurs back um in sort of one really neatly packaged scene and if you fully skip that you're going to be like but how but what is this why are there dinosaurs here you know it doesn't it won't make any sense without him okay so then follow-up question i know you said there's a six film coming up yeah. How realistic? So I, you know, in other famous franchises, like with Batman, you know, we have a new Batman coming. We have the Robert yes, Pattinson yes. Batman. Do you think we're ever going to get to the point with Jurassic Park where we could just reset, go back to one and 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 do it all again without Richard Attenborough? So I don't I don't think we we will. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Anytime soon, just because it seems like they are making a point to connect the movies that they're currently doing with the movies that have come before mm-hmm. and the with the supplementary s- stuff that they're doing, like TV shows, et cetera, they're sort of all still also exist in that right. same world. So they're, they're not reboots. They're pure sequels. Right. Okay. So it feels like, uh, you know, not in the next... I don't know, decade. I mean, you know? Lauren, do you still have a problem with Richard Attenborough? You know, I don't know. Honestly, because this is all such new information. Like, I truly, truly, truly had a totally different thesis plan until my mom threw this curveball at me. And to be totally frank with you all, I was too worried that diving in and trying to watch some clips would bring up some sort of weird childhood trauma I've repressed. So I haven't mm. tried yet. Um, after we finish recording tonight, I I, I fully intend to try. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you could become a super stan. We don't know what's going to happen. I think that's exciting. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm hopeful. I would love. But then I see a problem ahead where your complicated relationship with Chris Pratt. I- <sighs> it is complicated. Oh. And it's complicated. You know, these men just keep fucking up this franchise I'm trying to love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if and if you have an, an issue with Chris Pratt, I'll say uh, it will be very tough to watch these later films, which you could, if you wanted to, you could start at Jurassic World because it is sort of like a, it's while it's connected to those other three, it's like, oh, it's a new thing. But yeah. if you have an issue with him, you know, then then I don't know if you'll be able to get past it. I well, it depends. Is he giving me uh, what vibes? Is he serving me like playful, doofy Everwood Chris Pratt, or is he serving me? I left Anna Ferris and I'm starting a new life, Chris Pratt. I mean, I get a lot of that from him. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of the uh, you know starting a new life uh, from him. I also get a lot of like you know I I honestly feel like he. Uh, uh, goes in and he has, he has like an accent that he that he that he chooses to do in in these later movies and he's and it's and to me it's really strong in the what the, type of accent it's like a southern accent and, to, and, <gasps> oh, and my dear. my take is it's really strong in Ooh. the 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 follow up to Jurassic World uh, and and not there at all in the first one and then and but other people say said like oh it goes in and out in the first one and that was upsetting and and then he's at least consistent in the in the second one which i mean it's honestly it bothers there's there's people are all over the place with their accents in in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom so you know so if you have an issue with Chris Pratt or accents being done poorly <laughs> then you'll have <laughs> then you'll have an issue with this new series so you know what though Lauren mm-hmm. i can think of a michael crichton you know that you love 
ER. I do. Oh, yeah. I do love ER. I'm a huge ER person. So maybe that should bring you to Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It definitely should. If you like, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, science <laughs> I do. or medical mm -hmm. um, dramas uh, and sort of deep conversations about um, – you know, philosophy, mm -hmm. then, then I think, you know, let that, let that bring you to, uh, to Jurassic Park. Okay. And just to be clear, I know <laughs> my mom told me it won't happen, but if I watch it, will I become the little girl in the movie? <laughs> so I actually, I, I have a lot of opinions about this, mm -hmm. um, which are, I actually do think that when you watch something, you can become the people <laughs> in the movie. I think that that's a very real thing that can happen. So, um, so I actually understand, you know, the, your the the point of view that you had as a kid, like feeling like I'm I don't want to be the, the little girl, uh, uh, you know. So I don't know who you would who you would become though if you mm. once watching it now as, yeah. as an adult, um, you know. So. Um, you know, you might become someone else, you know, um, but, uh, but I do think that that is something to watch out for. Yeah. You know, when you watch a movie, you might become one of the characters that, and there's really not much you can do about that. Has that happened to you? Have True. you become a character while watching a film? I have 100% become characters when I watch the movie. You know, it's just sometimes when you watch something, you get attached to someone and you know maybe how they're how they're doing the the role or or what have you or or the circumstances you know I, I imagine that you as a kid was like oh there's only one little girl in it I don't want to be that little girl yeah. right um uh but you know like yeah like I I've definitely been you know any number of characters you name them I probably have become them do you have a favorite experience getting lost inside of a character let me see. I mean, there's there there are many. <laughs> there definitely are many, many a many a Will Smith portrayal. Mm. I feel like I have. Uh. <laughs> I have felt like, oh, this is me. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I hope not lately. Uh, you know, when unfortunately, you watch the Red Table Talk. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, I watched the Red Table Talk and experienced um, all of that. It was really that was really tough for me. Oh no. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I um, thanks for letting me talk it out. I feel a renewed sense of possibility. I'm I'm gonna try. Right. I'm gonna try. I want to buy a ticket. I want to explore Jurassic Park. Right. So, James, were there any? You know, coming into today's show, knowing we were going to talk about dinosaurs, were there any dinosaurs or that that you were hoping we talk about that we haven't gotten to yet? Yes. I mean, I mean, you know, there aren't any. Uh, We've we've sort of addressed all of the films that I'm aware of, except except you know there is a whole lane of dinosaurs in films that's you know like especially before the 70s, which which are just like you know like where they would do Ooh. like they would they would zoom in on an iguana and then blow up that image and like that's the dinosaur. You know? like, I I love that. I've seen many a film where like it's like oh, it's a dinosaur and you're just sort of looking at a you know <laughs> a large lizard like matched with the with whatever they had in the foreground. Um uh, and I, I actually think that it would be great to return to that kind of. Yeah. 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 Who need, don't overthink it. <laughs> like, you don't need all this CGI. Especially close on a lizard. Now that um, Stan Winston is no longer with us and we don't have someone making realistic animatronics, mm -hmm. like we might as well see like an actual lizard's skin. Yeah. You know, like 
up close and you know sort of seeing that rather than <laughs> rather than the sort of off uh like like it sort of doesn't match um uh the the heights and weights and perspective you yeah. know, like with the CGI that they're doing now so who I would love to see stuff like that who do you think has the like clout and like you know bankability to like be the face of that new <laughs> chapter like <laughs> the lizard movie the new lizard <laughs> who do you mean in terms of like uh uh actors yeah, like what like, actor <laughs> needs can can act opposite a lizard yeah like who's going to you know i think i think what was what was great about what was great about um Jurassic Park, you know, it's like, you know, obviously we had our Jeff Goldblums and our and our Richard Attenboroughs, but everyone else was relatively like was like, oh, these actors aren't like in everything right. that I'm watching, you know. Like I I think we could we could sort of do uh, get a bunch of people no one's ever heard of, <laughs> put them put them in a jungle scenario with <laughs> like <laughs> with giant lizards and let's see how they react. <laughs> I would. So it's just, kind of a reality show too, <laughs> right? It's sort yeah. of a survivor. To, to be honest, I just sitting here realizing it. I'm like, I want you and your co-host from Black Man Can't Jump into Hollywood. I feel like the three of you. Us with a bunch of lizards. I would. I would. You know. We could. I'll. I'll talk to him. I'll. I'll. I'll see. I feel like the three. The the dynamic you all have. Like I. That's that's the lizard movie I want to see. <laughs> Something very delightful about John Braylock. Like you falling in love with the lizards and Braylock just being like, no, I don't have time for these lizards. Yeah. I. That's what would happen. <laughs> That's exactly how it would go. Draw would be yelling the whole time. It would be, yeah, yeah, it would be. Okay, all right. That's our, what's wow. that? Right. Our fifth pitch? Mm, what yeah. is, <laughs> where are we at we, in terms of pitch? We have a minimum. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting so rich. I apologize for all of the work we're giving you, James. You have a busy week ahead of you. No, yeah, that's you're okay. You're in charge of writing these. Most we're of producing. these are already ready. <laughs> They're on deck, so. <laughs> Wow. Well, what a journey mm-hmm. through time this has actually been. This has been this wonderful. This has been prehistoric <laughs> times. James, for all of our listeners that are f- deeply in stand with you, where can they keep up with you? I'm uh, I'm on the internet. Uh, you can <laughs> find cool. me uh, at James Third Comedy. Third is three R D on Twitter and Instagram, and also James Third Comedy dot com. Okay, kind of. That's me. D- be- before we go, I have to know, be honest, before you started taking your handles professionally seriously, did you ever have a dino in, in one of your handles? No, okay. I, d- I didn't. Um, I probably had, I did though probably had like, like back when like AIM was big, I probably sure. had like sure. a Jurassic something or, yeah. or yeah. other. Jurassic you know? 3. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some, something like that. But, um, but no, but not, you know, not since social media you know sort of took over everything and became the sort of main way to to deal with stuff yeah. all right <laughs> to deal with stuff exactly. well if you want to deal with stuff with us you can follow us at we stand social we're on instagram we're on twitter i i posted a tiktok this week so i guess we're on tiktok Whoa. i tried i don't know what i'm doing uh but we're out there <laughs> dealing with stuff so come deal with us <laughs> Yeah, you can always email us at also at we stand social at Gmail, and you can certainly rate this podcast five yeah, you stars. Can. That doesn't hurt you. It doesn't cost a thing. Leave a review. Uh, well, this is this has been another delightful day in the classroom, and we'll see you next week. Sarah Michelle Gellar.
Together.